Hello everyone, welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion. We talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 41. Not watch that session yet, please go do that now, because there will be lots of spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric, and joining me we have a Robins player, Chris. Hello! And Edmunds player, Raymond. Hello. I was so going to give you inspiration for whipping Thimbleweed, because I thought it was... A very sweet thing to do to try to save him. And he got he was so fucking annoyed with you. <laughs> and I was like, I can't reward you for that. And then the chat turned around and fucking voted you MVPC. Oh my god. I'm getting ahead of things, but that was just I still had inspiration, so Oh, okay. I was full anyway. That was too fucking much. Men was doing some other things in the session that, yeah. might, that, that contributed to it. He was doing mostly like lock, picking locks, going through things, investigating things. He was doing a lot of that. Yes, so, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, um, mean, I like, so I thought he only had that one where you make an attack and then you can use a swarm to move yourself. Mm. That's all he had. I, I think this is his seven. I think this is his level seven. Ability. He just got a new ability. I think this level. Um, I oh yeah, I missed that part of the level up. So yeah, you yeah, you may have literally joined after he leveled up. <laughs> yeah, which I th I think it's fine in character to know that you have you've never seen him use that ability, like you didn't know, so you're whipping him, saving him. That's why I was like, oh, this is you know, I kind of appreciate you doing that. But like Reese, the player was so like annoyed <laughs> by that because I think a he wanted to show off his thing, and b he had like said like no no I'm okay. So I thought it was fine as, as a player character moment, but because he as a player was like visibly annoyed, I was like, oh, I can't reward this. <laughs> but I thought from your point of view, it was perfectly fine. Right, right. I was worried he would, like like I said, I thought it was some sort of skill check or he had to yeah. do something first to trigger it. And if he failed, well, um, my other thought was as a DM, you might make him fall whatever number of feet per second first. That's, yeah, I was curious about that. How falling works in turn order? It, you know, you start falling as soon as your turn begins, or is it at the end of your turn? I yeah, know, I was pretty loosey goosey about that. about that, but I think it's just more dramatically satisfying if people get a chance to save you. Yeah, you know, and if if it had gone around to his turn before anybody had done anything, then he would have fallen. He would have straight up like fell down that pit. But, but I mean, like on his turn, if he does something. Like, do you like on your turn? Do you fall at the beginning of your turn after before you can do, react, or do you fall at the end of your turn? I would rule that he would have he would have fallen, <laughs> falled. He would have <laughs> fell, uh, probably just whatever number I adjudicated before he could activate his thing to make it more dramatic. Like you're doing this while you're falling because okay. it does get a little too technical to even try to worry about. Like, okay, you fall this many, which I think the rules are there, but yeah, it's like a thousand feet per round or something <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shoot, like, if he only can fly five feet, for example, but he's fallen ten, well, he's screwed. Yeah, yeah. Right. and he definitely would have, yeah, he definitely would have gone down quite a bit before being able to fly, and then, I don't know what his flying speed was or anything, so, it, yeah, it, it would have taken him a good chance. He wouldn't have been able to immediately just recover from right there, so I think you guys did the right thing, but it was just funny that he got so pissed about it. <laughs> Not super pissed, but he was, he was annoyed. Uh, but that was towards the end of the session, so... This is, like I said, a custom dungeon uh, that I spent a ton of time working out the details of. I had, I had the map, but like Chris, like you do, I was just building out the rooms and trying to fill them with content. Yeah. There were bullet points I needed to hit that this dungeon needed to provide, which you guys actually hit a lot of the story stuff. 
So this was kind of, you know, we had our big combat at the beginning of the last, uh, at the end of the last session, and this was more of the exploration section yeah. where we're just yeah. going through and getting information. We're just, we're looking at doors. We're, uh, you know, investigating stuff, which I appreciated. Uh, Thimbleweed actually doing like the stealthy dungeon crawling thing, where he's like, "I'm gonna investigate every door. I'm gonna stealth up to." Which had that was a big deal that he actually stealthed up to to see the creature because if he hadn't done that that creature might have seen him i was playing around a little bit with the rules about you know how soon is that thing gonna attack and and do everything else so mm -hmm. i think you all actually played the uh the walker fight very tactically satisfying and obviously yeah. Frey doing like literally 60 some damage to it in two rounds yeah. was insane uh, yeah i I guess I should speak up, or we should all speak up more during those kinds of things, because I feel like I, I during that bit when, uh, you know, Frey was like, I'm going to, as soon as it activates, I'm going to drop down on it. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I guess all of us could have said something like that. You yeah. know, all of us could have said, like, as soon as it attacks, I'm going to, you know, blast it, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. But because she was the only one that said it, she was the only one that got to go, got to go during the initial yep. round. Yeah, so, that's that's yeah, I, and that's kind of how that works. Like I, I mean, I'm just sitting back waiting to hear y'all's plan, and depending on what happens, then we go from there. And it seemed like that was the plan was to use the two of you. Now you didn't know how hefty this thing was or how strong. Like, sure. and most things would have died to that flurry of blows that Frey unleashed right. upon it. This happened to be a very strong uh, creature, but but yeah, that's a good point. Like, had had more people been a little bit more like, okay, while that happens, I'm gonna ready this attack and do all that. You guys could have actually done a straight up like ambush surprise yeah. round given everything that you had but also if you had if anybody tries to get closer it might have required another stealth check and that might have botched things so right it's true yeah 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 it gets interesting i will mention that you guys in that provisions room i had it written down where it, just make an investigation <laughs> check and depending on how well you roll that's how many potions of healing you can get and you all shit the bed so badly there's none there's, <laughs> there's, none. None. there's none available which okay, yeah, that's the, that's what happens. It would have yeah, to taken of... an extra search because this was not like in a chest or something. It was like tucked away, and then she went through and just started smashing things. I was like, all right, well, that's funny. Yeah, but I gave you a healing kit because I figured that was a consolation prize. Yeah, also a bit of a tease as to what we could have gotten. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned the smash bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, then you guys found the desk with the logbook, which had a lot of, um, you know, just classic journal shit, which is the easiest way right. to convey that information, yep. um, which was from the, the dwarving, the dwarf, the dwarf minor perspective. And then later you would find the one from John's perspective. Uh, oh, right. The first one. Yes. The yes, first which, one. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know what you had some other things in it, but that the, the major clue on that one was just that the, the lift itself wasn't terribly sound yes yeah i threw that in there as a as a tease mm -hmm. and you guys respected it uh you know phrase the smallest among you and even i i tease the fact that it's like shaking a little bit with just her on it yeah uh you guys did the walker fight which we just kind of talked about pretty neat uh creature and pretty tough it took a lot of hits. pretty tough oh, yeah man. yeah now you know when you see that fucking light at which I don't know if you remember this, but way back in, like, session, I don't even know, maybe 20-something, I teased this creature in a blizzard, I think before you guys did the Knoll Cave, where you, like, saw this, like, light coming out of the blizzard, but you felt, like, a sense of dread coming from it. I did. I, I, I do remember that. I, don't, I didn't put that together with this, but yeah, yeah that makes sense. 
I guess I could have mentioned, I, I didn't think about it until at, at the time, but I don't think about it now. I also just realized that both Frey double crit on it and it crit on somebody else, and we totally forgot to do the massive damage thing. Oh, you're right. We completely totally forgot. She should have triggered it twice on that creature, and then... There were a it. bunch of crits tonight. There was, <laughs> and we we didn't remember any of our fucking massive damage stuff. I think Frey got like three of them or something. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about it, and nobody in the chat, at least I, I didn't see it called out that was... We missed it, and I missed, yeah, like, I, I mentioned that in the stream, where I, I missed the disadvantage on the Poltergeist or Invisible. Um, right. Which, that was an interesting thing, where I had these creatures waiting on the map, and it was just me waiting for the time to attack with them. Initially, I thought the time was going to be okay when Frey reaches the, basically, when anybody reaches the platform or starts exploring the room, I'll have them attack. But then I was like, we just fought the walker. It feels too soon to jump into another combat fight. Like, pacing-wise, I'm literally not going to trigger it yet. Unless, like, more of them really start ballooning out and exploring this room and really get into the weeds of it, then I need to trigger it. But it sounds like they're actually more exploring this room, even though Frey's staying in there. I'm just not going to trigger this fight. Yeah. And then the tech magic was great because you were able to suss out a lot of the traps and stuff. You just felt a pretty nasty trap on the door. I had in there an illusory wall just as a kind of a, like, oh, I really want them to get in this room, but if they get deterred by the door, then maybe they can find this thing. It was uh, hilarious you guys just happened to find both of them kind of at the same time. Yeah. To get into can, the... Can you, can you tell us what those what those were? Or do do, I, do you have some more uses for those? Um. Oh, the... The traps on the doors? Uh, no, I don't think I'll go into that. Okay. But they were bad. <laughs> yeah. But I, I teased the fact that you found a scroll of Glyph of Warding, so it's kind of a sure. environmental yeah. storytelling there. Yep. <laughs> and he says we forgot to, yeah. I mean, it, it's a house rule that we use, which which is just changed for this campaign, I believe. Massive damage is now triggered um, with, with a critical hit. It's just part of the... Which I believe when you get a crit... I know what it is, because now when people get a crit, I have to, do on, I have to pull up the thing and change the numbers. Now I'm not thinking about other stuff, but... Uh, the other, the target of the oh. crit gets to make a con save, DC 15, I believe, and if they fail, then they have to roll on the massive damage table, which could be anywhere from, oh, you can't take reactions, to, oh, you immediately fall, like, unconscious and you're down. So it could be pretty freaking big. Yeah. And it adds another cool thing to crits, but we totally forgot it this whole session. So, yeah. We are still doing it, but we just got to have to balance that with the other stuff going on in the crit. I like your idea of having, like, a sound effect, though. I should try and... At one point, I was imagining like the radio station thing where, like, net 20, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, like yeah. that thing, like somebody presses a button. And... I think that's, I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Especially because there's like a, a legit effect here, which is that our our giveaway builder gets, right. gets bigger, uh, a lot bigger. This, this session was a lot of rolls. Um, so yeah, you guys explored Gaunt's bedroom, which I liked because it was a lot of exploration stuff. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I initially had this entire room closed off for until later, but I was like, you know what? I think it actually works pretty well if they find this information earlier rather than later. So I just opened it up for another avenue to explore and find. You get the journal, the spell scrolls. Uh, the chest was just a good old-fashioned mechanical trap. Um, but you were totally on the magical stuff, but that was just a fun way of... Oh, right, yeah. He investigated it. I, I he did. He just rolled like a that's, fucking that's terrible roll. That's an interesting in-universe thing. If yeah. Like Somebody looks at it, you're like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't necessarily know how how good they did at sussing it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. And that was a painful dart, for sure. It was a painful dart. 2d10, I rolled 19. That's 
almost the most painful dart I could roll. Yep. Um. Yeah, I like how Reese is so sardonic that it's like, hey, anybody with this magic short sword? It's like, yes, I know you don't have any magic weapons. This is for you. And he's just like, I guess I'll take it. Like, you bastard. Get more excited. I, 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 I don't think he was actually listening to us until we addressed him directly. To <laughs> After be we like, repeat you, so. it several times. Like, <laughs> yeah. Magic short sword. There's a note on it from the DM that says, for Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's specifically so he can, at least for now, get past the magic resistance that a lot of these enemies seem to have. Right. Uh, which you will figure that out whenever we get a short rest, then you can determine it. And then we oh, had yeah. the big map thing, which, funny that this... Yes. Partly this whole thing inspired me because of this map room in here. Um, Because I was like, okay, I know what I want to do with the campaign in terms of like, hey, this is the person that found this location, and this is how I'm tying everything together. And then this map happens to have a little room with a fucking, like, 3D map thing in it. So I'm just going to use that. And then I built the entire rest of the dungeon and, like, filled it out around that. Okay, so this was, that. like... This is, this is the point of the whole dungeon is, is getting this thing operating? Is, yeah, basically just finding this room. To an extent, although, as as Valin said, you haven't found the actual lab yet or presumably the orb that um, was stolen and, and helped power this thing. But that's actually... I'm, cur- I'm curious about that. Yeah. Valin made a big deal about that, but I'm... Sh- I- have we heard about an orb before right now? It seemed like... I could, yeah, I if you... Uh, I think it's in your... Uh, quest thing. Active or oh, yeah. uh, If you skip down to the one, two, three, fourth paragraph, it says, Lantimere has gone apprentice. She avoided prosecution, fled to the Brotherhood headquarters in Luskin, stole the divination orb, and returned to Icewind Dale. Oh, okay. It's, okay, that's that. Yeah, that's okay. why they were actually sent to Icewind Dale's because... Not to chase after Valish Gone or anything, because he was no, nobody knew what nobody knew what he was doing out here, really. Yeah. But it was because this other wizard stole this powerful artifact and fled to Icewind Dale, and that's what they're chasing after. And gotcha. she has learned that she that last again. I'm I'm probably building this story to make it too complicated, but hopefully it's I'm tying things up. But she uh, worked for uh, Valish Gaunt, was close with him, yeah. and now. Yeah, you're still following all those leads, essentially. But now you've discovered that they have were mining Shardlin in here and discovered uh, a whole fucking city. An ancient city, apparently, buried under the ice. Yeah, not here, though. The, not the, here, the, no. The glacier, the glacier thing that they were talking about. Correct, yeah. yeah. Which, if you look at the actual uh, map of Icewind Dale, uh, the glacier's pretty fucking far. If you zoom out. Yeah, if you zoom out, the glacier is way to the east side. Where it says Regged Glacier. Side. Oh, up then the top. Uh, yeah, top cork. Yeah, so it is literally what minimum yeah. 40, 50 miles away. Wow. Okay. So that's that'll give you a clue about like what stage that is in the yeah, main quest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way the hell out there. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was a pretty effective, like, you know, exposition uh, scene. Yeah, the finding of the... And kind of clarifying what they... what I guess what their motives are, I suppose. Yes. Although, she should make it clear that the Gaunt guy didn't necessarily even know about the city. He was just there trying to get Shardlin. Right. Yeah, they did not... They... I don't know how much I should say versus how much you've already learned, but... Mm-hmm. 
That's basically the idea is that they were just certain they had found he had learned about the Shardalin, was just researching, and he built some kind of device, which referred to as a geomantle. Um and this um I called it an Ori, but that's technically not really what it is, but it's a locator thing. Uh and it was basically just trying to find like where is this shit coming from? Like this is bizarre, like supernatural, like magic shit. Where is it coming from? And he did find where it's coming from, but that's kind of what you think that's pretty much all he did was find like a vague location of where it's coming from. Yeah. And then at some point after the fact, Lantamir came, returned with the orb, and then was able to because and that's also, if you recall, the the note that he left that you guys did the puzzle. Uh, mm-hmm. That big cryptic puzzle said something like, we need more power, we need to secure the site. And that's what he was yeah. talking about. So that's as far as he got, was like, we need some powerful device to amp up this thing that we've got, and that will give us a more clear picture. And clearly it right. has succeeded, but also this place is like half destroyed now, like things might have gone awry. Yeah. It's a lot of storytelling I've had to condense into this dungeon because... There wasn't any of this before in the campaign. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm really using... I wanted to try and be efficient about condensing my story. So I'm like, I can get a lot of things done in like one location, but it's yeah. going to take a lot of work for me to do it in one nice. space other than spreading it out. So this is basically that location. Yeah. Which we'll talk later later about what the actual campaign initially, how, how it told the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've hinted it a couple times about the dissatisfaction I've had and how it handles things, but towards the, towards I mean, the it end. It seems like, I, I, I think... The I'm framework not... is kind of there, the the pieces are there, but the skeleton is not really working. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems to be, from my experience, in campaigns that you've altered, campaigns that I've altered, that seems to be kind of the MO for a lot of Wizard of the Coast. Uh, campaign books where like this the, the yeah the bullet points of the story are there yeah but how it conveys that story is not terribly satisfying it's a lot of just like hey and a person shows up and tells you this and yeah then you have to go do the thing exactly yeah and it's it, like that's not a good way to do this i will say the most recent um campaign i reviewed which was the critical role call of the nether deep uh which you can find on my channel I thought that one had one of the more satisfying stories and main plots of any of the main campaigns I've reviewed in a long time. Yeah. It actually makes sense. It works. All the motivations are there. It has a through line that doesn't feel like it's rushed or anything. Um, I think it has some other problems, mainly that the like side content's not there. It's just basically uh, a main quest, yeah. even though it's still like a 1 to 12, or actually a 3 to 12. But it is kind of just the main quest. But I think it's a pretty good... Uh, Which main quest. Kind of, if it's coming from Critical Role, that makes sense. You know, they don't. There's not a lot of side content. It's all just. I guess so. Plot, like just. Yeah. Do the thing. Because and know? this this, especially the first half of this campaign, it's like all side content that you can just right. turn. You know, it's all the different things you went and, and did, which I thought was all good content. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like the main, like you're only just now really getting to the weeds of the main quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, I don't know if I can cover those monster abilities because I still want to use that monster. Although they did. Um, see a lot of what it can do. They know it's got a lot of. Uh, it's called a cold light walker. I'll say cold light walker. It was oh, added oh, newly in Icewind Dale, Remember the Frost Maiden. Uh, it is a creature of the Frost Maiden. 
Um, clearly inspired by the. It's literally inspired by the poster of the thing with the light coming out of the face. Oh yeah, coming out of the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. That's awesome. <laughs> I, it can do. I don't think you saw what it can do, but it can as a bonus action. It can try to. Oh, I guess I say it can try to blind you with its light. Which is okay. uh, saw it try to blast somebody with something at some point. Yeah, it's got a long range attack. I don't know if I can detail that because again, it didn't actually go off. I think it missed, yeah. but and it can do just a really powerful. It's just really a beefy, strong creature too. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was you know we we did a bunch of fights and it was really funny when Heather said, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna rage. I can't be just one of these things." And there totally was one of those things. Because mm. sometimes I was like, you know, not every fight has to be just this. Are oh, you gonna fight five guys and it's you know, scale to your style. You know, that's just gonna be one of these roaming around. If you get the jump on it, then you're gonna kick its ass pretty well. Right, Although it is pretty yeah. strong, so it's the kind of fight that still can. <laughs> very few creatures can withstand a single round against uh, you party. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Frey tore it up, but good. <laughs> but uh, that is not the last you will see of a lot of these frost maiden creatures. I will say that. Um, and then after that, so then we're, we made it back to the lift room. We, we've exited out of this room and now you all are deciding where to go and what to do. And I'm thinking, okay, now is the time to trigger this fight. So whenever they start exploring or going, unless the only time I wasn't going to trigger is if you guys literally went around back around and towards the East, Mm -hmm. um, where you kind of hid in the hallway. If you guys literally avoid, which you can, if you avoid this room, I would not trigger that fight. But Frey then, you know, did her thing and went to the middle. And then you were like, all right, let's explore that room to the north. And then she started shouting down. I was like, all right, here it is. Now we're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. basically, this was always in my back pocket to have this fight. It was just a question of when to trigger it in terms of where the pacing was in the episode and then what you guys were doing in this room. Right. Again, unless you completely avoid this room and then you technically don't trigger that fight. It was initially going to be specters, but during the crafting stream, we looked at uh, poltergeists, which is the exact same thing, except the poltergeists, instead of doing a life drain attack, uh, they can they just do a slam, or they can like telekinetically push people around. I, I, I was like, that seems like a fun thing to do in a giant pit room. How new are those? Because I feel like I... I feel like They've I been around forever. About... Okay, okay. They're just a... I... But they're a variant of the specter. Oh, okay. But they have different attacks. Yeah. Now, I played it pretty fast and loose with, like, how often do they actually do that? It's not like a recharge or anything, but if they do that, they're not doing their regular attack. So I'm like, I'm going right. to try to aim for, like, 50% of the time they're attacking and 50% of the time they're trying to do their thing. Yeah. Because there was no, like, hard and fast rule about, you know, there was no recharge on it or anything else. So and I think that's probably what about it came down to. Unfortunately, you guys actually made the saves. We Almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's a contested check, and they have a plus zero on their side. So it, oh, it really is okay. a very swingy, just dice thing. Yeah. So the odds are usually going to be in our favor, unless mm-hmm. we've got like a minus one or something. Correct. Yeah, but you'd think with all those chances, I would have gotten at least somebody else. But I think I was going to get Frey, surprisingly, but then she spent inspiration, so. Right, yes. Yeah, Frey would be the last one. I know. <laughs> But yeah, that was my plan, is to push people into the abyss and then end up falling. Let, so. them, let them deal with that, yeah. Ironically, the one person who had a chance to save uh, themselves, and then they got rescued anyway. Yep. And then, yeah, during that same fight, I, I also... I, I, if, I, if I had gotten popped off, I would have... Uh, Misty stepped. Misty stepped yeah, <laughs> and see, same thing there. I probably would have let you fall a little bit, and then you could have probably barely Misty yeah. stepped up or something dramatic. 
right. Yeah, it's fun because, you know, as, as much as that could hurt you guys, I think almost all of you have something you can do to try to save yourselves or save each other. So right, this makes it more dramatically fun. So A, they are considered literally invisible, which means I wasn't going to do, you know, I've done, I've gone back and forth with invisibility a lot where it's like, oh, you can't even target them. But this time I was like, you know what? You can, it's just disadvantage. So you can kind of see them shimmering around like Predator That's style or something. Yeah. Because we've played it before where it's like, oh, they're invisible. You can't even like target them. But I think that's just frustrating more than anything else. I remember, well, it was low level, but I remember the one time I did it to you guys in Storm Kings, it was frustrating. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. And, but honestly, once you guys figured out something to do, it was like, yeah, it's easy. Like it's, yeah. there's, there's tons of ways around it. You have a, a sheet. Do you have some dirt? Do you have, yeah. you know, there's a million ways to solve the yeah, problem. Some random ink bottle you've got in your mind, like yeah. all that random shit. Yeah. Very far is great because it, it you know, lights them up and, and gives you advantage then. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah there are yeah, ways. That, that not only nullifies the invisibility, but then gives them, yeah, so it completely destroys the invisibility. Yeah. I assume it does. I don't know if it would actually negate it or not, but I like the fact that since you're casting fairy fire and it was successful, like, all right, you can have advantage on them. It's fine. I think it's, it's specific said like it says it gives you advantage on attacks and nullifies, and it nullifies any effects of invisibility okay. yeah 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 i screwed up two things in that but, battle one i completely forgot to roll initiative for valen she was supposed to be in that battle as a combatant that's okay. my bad and then two i forgot that the ones that didn't have fairy fire you were spill, still supposed to have disadvantage on them because of their invisible status and there was one round where celeste and thimbleweed were both just wailing on one of those uh ghosts and i just completely forgot oh right yeah Net gain in your favor. That's right. But like I said, we forgot the you know phrase crits that triggered massive damage on the cold light. Well, just a lot of. <laughs> yep, yep. There's a lot going on these days with the with the fights. Exactly. Yeah. And that's an easy one to miss. If it, like damage resistance is easy to miss on these creatures, I try to remember all that stuff. Like all these passive effects. That's not like something I'm doing on their turn. Right. That gets tricky to keep track of. But yeah, we made it through a good chunk of this dungeon. Um, I did. I did like that that you picked the the, the monsters that can move people, uh, and then put 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 them around an endless uh, bottomless pit. Well, the other thing <laughs> is, when you have a bottomless pit, I gotta have flying ghosts so that I can't get knocked into the pit as well. True. So yeah. that's the trick. Like, yes, I can knock yeah. you guys into the pit, but more importantly. I can't get my creatures not getting... Yeah, it's just fun to have ambush. What I was really honestly hoping what would happen is if you guys were more split up, you guys had explored more of this room and had people, like, jumping around in different areas, and... But I don't know if, A, you guys were very just respectful of this lift and just wanted to stay off of it, or, B, just let Frey go do this big reconnaissance thing, because my worry was, like, oh, it's only Frey out there, so if I have all these guys spawned, so, you know, you can separate them and then have them attack different people, but I was hoping that you guys would be more Uh, split up just to make this fight more interesting with, like you know, different fights going on, but yeah, I guess I you, like, you kind of were. Like that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. You kind of were, though, because Frey, was, Frey was far, yeah, you were actually in the south, and everybody else was to the west, so. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, we were split up as we... And I did write a note to myself that ghosts would not pursue outside this room, so when you went back to the hallway, they weren't going to follow you. Okay, that's good. I appreciated that after the last fight, where you basically ignored the front-line, back-line thing, and yeah, just surprised all, yeah. all around. Yeah. <laughs> Try to shake it up. Yep. I would say you guys have made it through probably a little more than half of this dungeon at this point. Wow. Okay. I was I was curious about that considering that there's 
I guess from what we understand, technically a second level to the dungeon. I wouldn't necessarily count on that, but <laughs> I'm not going to discount it. <laughs> yeah. There's something down there. <laughs> There's ghosts down there. <laughs> there are ghosts down there. That's ghost spawn. I was tempted to send my homunculus down, but I don't think I have like a brain connection. I think it's just literally a, a servant where I can make it do things, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't have the familiar thing where you can like jump into its eyeballs or anything? No, uh, I don't think so. Can you tell it to report, look around and report back to you? Yeah, but how would it communicate? Oh, I don't know. I thought you had some way of doing I that. I thought the <laughs> spell had something about like mm -hmm. it being smart enough to communicate. I'm not sure, but. Didn't see anything about it, huh? Um, I literally hmm. constructed. It. I made this thing, so little construct. Yeah, it's not like it's got AI or anything. Oh, it does say <laughs> under understands the language of its creator, but can't speak. It does say that. Mm. Yeah. Or you can draw a map. I don't. Yeah, like, I have to draw something. Got there with a torch or something, but I can't tell him to like report back to what he saw. Right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did mention, obviously, the door to the north you guys have seen, but I keep thinking that, that there is more to the east that, uh, right. yes, that hallway that you hid in. That. Yeah, that does continue yep. on. Uh, other than that, anything else about this session? I think we made pretty much as much progress as I thought we would. I just had no idea, like, which way you guys were going to go or what you were going to do this session. I had a right. feeling you would stick to this general side because that's you, you were in this side to begin with. Right, we're already there. Yeah. Um, and I think we hit pretty much all the things I would expect you to hit this time. Nice. And I'm glad I have another at least week, probably two weeks, to prep uh the rest of this dungeon. It is still right. it's still been a work in progress. I think right now I'm at like eighty percent uh in terms of my finishing, but it has been okay. it's been a project, man. I don't make I don't make a lot of these custom dungeons from scratch myself and it is Yeah. It is some work. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. Now, chat wants a name for the homunculus. Have we named your little dragon yeah. friend? Oh, that's a good point. It's a good point. Um, did I name him already? I don't think I did. I don't think so. Um, I'll have to come up with something. All right, table that. Mm -hmm. Boy, I was shocked at how. Some of you spent all your hit dice in that short rest, though. That worried me a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you, you took two, or no, yeah, two was down with the PC. Yeah. But, yeah, it takes all my hit dice to get me back up from zero to full. <laughs> you haven't taken any damage, though, yet. Frey is down to half now, but you guys do it. You guys still have some potions, though. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's oh, what makes this, it fun this, when you're near the end. <laughs> this is feeling like the end of the dwarf dungeon where we're going to go into that last room without any gas. There's nothing, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we'll be like split up into like three different parties though at least. <laughs> that is a killer. Yep. All right. Uh, I think that will do it for this week's Frostside Chat. Thank you to Chris and Raymond. I am Eric. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye.